You're listening to the Soccer Survival Guide. I'm your host, Adam Gonzalez. I'm back here once again with my co-host, Coach Eric De La Rocha. Eric, how are you doing? Doing great. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So on today's episode, we're going to share with you what are some of the attributes that a good soccer parent should have. Pretty big deal. Very big deal. Very big deal, actually. So every, every parent wants to live vicariously through their kid and have their kid be the next pro and and then they want to have that kid live that life right but what are the parents doing in order to make sure that the player gets to that point yeah great point um it's a journey it's definitely a journey and uh every parent wants their kid to have success you know they want them to do well um and it is it, it, it's it's a long road to the top you know it's a long road to the top and and if I personally believe that it's a total team effort uh, between coaches and everybody, parents. But as far as parents, there is a big role that you play, mm-hmm. a very big role. And hopefully in, in this podcast, uh, we'll be able to give you guys a couple of gold nuggets. Right. There's a synergy that must take, must take place, right, between the player, the coach, the parent, the, yes. the trainer. They're... they're it has to work between everybody within that system, right? In order for a player to develop, yeah, that that saying rings true, right? It takes a village. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So in today's episode, we're gonna give you some tips about some attributes that you should have and some that you should probably avoid. Exactly, and and again, th- these are things that, at the end of the day, are for the best interest of the kid, are for the best interest of the player, and. And I believe as adults as well, like we, we have to, we all have to do our part. And, mm-hmm. and if there's any way that we can improve on our own and in our end, mm. the kids are going to benefit. Absolutely. I agree. Well, let's get right into it. All so right. I think one of the first things that a parent should do is support the coach. Right. Very, yes. I mean, just, just flat out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, look, I mean, if anything, from the very beginning, when you make that decision to be on the team. It should be a decision where you are in accord with the coach. You know, um, if you're not, then I don't, I don't, I don't really understand why you, why anybody would want to be uh, in that environment or, or, or be on a team where they didn't see eye to eye with the coach initially. And, um, but yeah, it's very important that, that when you make that, uh, under, uh, that decision, there's an understanding. And there's an understanding and, and the coach is also depending on your support. Right. It, it's detrimental for, for a player, right, to hear something from a coach and then the player gets in the car and the parents say, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you should do this, right? You have the coach telling the player, hey, yeah. I, I want you to, to, to play this style. And the parents like, forget that. Take the ball, dribble, yeah, scroll. And it, that happens quite frequently. Too right? frequently. Um, and, and let's assume first that the coach has it together. Let's, let's assume that the coach is doing everything in, in their part as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you may not see eye to eye. And, th- and that's normal. That's understandable. Uh, communication is actually, that's where it, it really matters. And the thing is when, when someone, when a, when a parent is talking to their child and they're doing the contrary. They're saying the contrary of what the coach is trying to um, 
established f- with that player, it makes it that much more difficult for the for the player. Remember, these are kids, mm-hmm. especially in the, in the youngers, and it's hard for a player to really give themselves wholeheartedly to the process if there's a contradiction going on. There. Yeah, absolutely. So what I what should be done in that because you know sometimes uh, there there will be things that you might have a a good point as a parent but before you share that and and, and do anything where you're going to be in contrary with the mm-hmm. with the coach speak to the coach first absolutely speak to the coach first talk it out mm-hmm. because ultimately you and the coach have to be on the same mm-hmm. wavelength and, and what happens at the beginning of the season right most coaches go ahead and talk about what they're going to do what tournaments you're going to they plan on going to what kind of style they're going to try to play. This conversation's had usually at the beginning, right? Beginning of the season meeting. Uh, If there's anything that you already disagree with, for instance, if you have a coach that tells the parents, hey, we're going to try to build out of the back. We might concede goals. We're going to focus on development. And if you're a parent that you want to make sure that every game's a win, right? And you're going to sacrifice development and you tell your player, don't listen to your coach. I want you to kick the ball up to your forward. And there's already a problem. Big problem. So, Address that issue at the beginning. Mm-hmm. At the beginning. Yes. And and again, that goes under communication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you really got to be able to, to communicate, with the, communicate with the coach. Uh, the kids, the thing is, these kids, they'll get confused, man. It, mm-hmm. it, it will unsettle them. I mean, first of all, lose trust in the coach completely. Absolutely, and and the kids, you know, yeah, they have a lot of pressure. Number one, these are your parents, so you you gotta listen to your parents. You know, these are your parents, but at the same time, they're also being taught that hey, you gotta be coachable. Mm -hmm. So then they they gotta listen to the coach. So look at where you're putting them. Mm -hmm. Simply by, you know, in the moment, you know, there's a little bit of impulse involved, and 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 you and you start expressing yourself and. And it's in contrary to could be contrary to what the coach is preaching. So before anything, hey, talk to the coach first. Mm-hmm. Let's you know get to get be in the same page, and see how you can approach that situation together. So because the last thing you want is to create that division. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and everyone's vision is gonna it's it's gonna vary depending on on the person, right? You're gonna have the parent that says, you know, so-and-so should have the ball. So-and-so should be playing in this position. But that's why the coach is there, right? Exactly. The, the, co- the coach is there to make those tough decisions, mm-hmm. to have that, I- that, that idea, to have that, that vision and, and implement it. Yes. You know, if you really disagree that much with the coach, you know, go pick up a whistle. You oh. know, go get your coaching license. Yes. You try it. You deal with parents. You try to manage everybody, mm-hmm. and you do it. And I'm glad you brought, you know, you, you brought that up because, look, it, in, in the coaching spectrum, as it is, you have, let's say you have a team of 15. You have 15 players, okay? You have to worry about 15 players, and, and there's individual development. Mm-hmm. And then you have a 15, uh, those players have their parents, right? You know, uh, everybody has an opinion, you know, uh, and that that happens. But again, it's like, remember, what is the big picture? The big picture is to have the player be in an environment where they can grow and have a good positive experience uh, that can build them up. When you're opinionating continuously on what should happen, you are undermining the coach, 
right? You're undermining the coach. And and that right there puts that player in a really, really uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. and a really awkward situation mm-hmm. if you think about it. So again, communicate it with the coach. Uh, be very mindful of what you're expressing to your to to your son or daughter, right? Even though you may be frustrated. But if anything, always remember, focus on what you have control over, and that is also focusing on your kid. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on other kids, you know? Uh, keep those kinds of, uh, how can I say, uh, remarks away from your child. Because remember, that child also has a teammate. Mm-hmm. And you can be saying something of their teammate that may be putting them down, you know? So, um, but but again, it's just communicate with the coach before, you know, you, you really kind of express that frustration in front of your your Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's the, the main point, right? Getting getting in of all this, make sure that you support your coach. And if you don't support the coach, then find a coach that you do support. Yes. Find a methodology, a coach that you are willing to get behind mm-hmm. and, yep. and, and stick to it. And, and do it early. Don't be one of those parents that mid-season you're, you're deciding to bail when that's the conversation you could have had. Exactly. Early on. Well, yes. what's, what's another thing that you feel like we can do as parents or, or a parent can do to, to try to go ahead and, and, and help the player? Well, in the, in autonomy is very important. Autonomy um, and letting your child make their own decision, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially during the game. During the game, you know, let them take ownership of their decisions, not based on what you're telling them to do, you know. And also that kind of falls under uh, the freedom and having having the giving them the game back, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, so, so talking about autonomy, right, letting them make their own decisions, it's difficult for a player as it is, right? You're having their coach asking them to do certain things. You have their players asking them to do certain things let's talk about a situation where a player is playing, right? You might have mom and dad yelling, shoot. You might have another parent yelling to pass mm-hmm. usually to their kid. Yeah. You know, you have a coach that's asking them to dribble. It's, it's very confusing getting so much direction yes. from them. Coaches set up their sessions so that they're ready to go play on, on Saturday. So they should yep. already be ready to go and they should be hearing one voice. They don't need to listen mm-hmm. to, you know, to mom, uncle, grandma, cousin, mm-hmm. yep. you know, little Michael's dad and, and everybody else. It's, it's, it's confusing. It's detrimental to the game. Yeah. It adds too many. Let them do their own thing. If they're going to hear a voice, let it be the coach's voice. Yeah, exactly. And let them make their decisions. I agree 100%. You know, uh, at practice, for the most part, even if a parent is there observing, right? You're mm-hmm. not in the session. You're not in there hearing the direct uh, how can I say lessons? Uh, mm-hmm. What they're working on, the concepts or the details, you're they're not. Maybe they're observing; they might mm-hmm. see something, but they're not really getting the complete detail of the session. So, as a coach, you're you're training your kids for that game, and to give them a, and prepare them as much as possible for that for that game, and then you have adults, okay on the side coming in and, and then putting their two cents in when they were never individually in the session coaching those kids, let that sink in real mm-hmm. quick. You know, uh, it's impulsive. And let's be honest, it's it's impulsive. Like, as adults, we've got to hold ourselves accountable. we got to hold ourselves accountable, man. Like, like, you know, 
again, if there's an issue with the coach, you, that's where you communicate with the coach. Go mm-hmm. to the coach and talk it out, man. But you in the sideline, your job is to support, not to direct. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a rule that I have in my team. It's like there's no direction. It should be quiet on the yeah, sideline. It really should. And if you're gonna say something, it's because you're you're you're, mm-hmm. you're giving like a positive positive uh, like you know you're cheering or you're giving them kudos or right. something. You know, in in Barça they, they call in Barcelona, right? In, in Spain, what they tell the the coaches that they should be teaching the kids. It, it's a method called the guided discovery. Yes. Right. They should be guiding them to the answers, not telling them what to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you, you post questions so that they can come up with the answer yeah. uh, and it helps them think and it helps them discover if uh, solutions on their own. Right. Yeah. So what happens is when, when we're parents and we're on the sideline and we're telling the kid to do this, do that, do that, you're joystick coaching. So what yeah. happens is you start getting used to relying on, an outside source to influence your decision in yeah, game. Yeah. So you're no longer making those decisions for yourself. Exactly. And that's detrimental to long-term development for the player. Cause they're no longer thinking for themselves. They're just reacting to whatever they're being told. Wow. I mean, I couldn't have put it better. Like you just nailed it. I mean, really think about it. If soccer is a game of decisions and then people talk about freedom and creativity and stuff like that. When, when you're out there on the sideline and you're giving instruction, you're giving direction, guys, like, I mean, you're taking away from your player being autonomous, right? And, 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 and again, this is about the kids. This is not about you. It's about the kids on the field. You know what I mean? Give them the game, right? Get your hands off of it. Like, you know, Adam just mentioned joysticking. It's like, uh, let the kids make that decision on their own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that's you. You really nailed it on that, to be honest. Yeah, so I think to sum up that point, just let the coach do his job. Yeah, and and let the kid r- relax and play and focus on doing what they're being trained for. Absolutely. At the end of the day, the training is so that the player knows what to do during the games. Yep. Let the player go ahead and and do that. Yeah, and and and, and just to add to that again. If there is some uncertainty or maybe you're not getting it, hey, reach out to that coach. Keep talking. Keep that communication. Keep that dialogue between you guys. Because sometimes a lot of times, you know, you may not even understand what they're really trying to accomplish, you know. So Mm -hmm. communication is key. But do not, how can I say, refrain from saying and expressing those kinds of uh, negative remarks. Mm -hmm that are contrary to the total team uh, approach. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. I think the, the next point that w- that we were speaking of is, you know, encouraging your child and in, in, in figuring out what's what's good positive encouragement versus just really negative criticism. Uh, in, in Barca, they use the sandwich method. And, I, and again, I, I, I trained for a while under the Barcelona methodology, under Angel Dolderano, and they, they taught in Barca because they're really – really focus on the cognitive side of the game, the psychological aspect, which a lot, a lot of people don't focus on. So what they recommend is a sandwich method, right? Sandwiching a, a criticism, right? Or a uh, correction between two positives, right? So I I think being a parent, I think it's really easy to go ahead and look at a game and say, you should have done this. You should have done that. (laughs) Yeah. And in finding a good balance between encouraging your player and just flat out criticizing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, the idea is to build up, right? And this is not to say that 
there shouldn't be any constructive criticism. We're not saying that. No, there has to be. Yeah, there has to be. That's how you grow. But again, it's like one of the most awkward moments for a player, it's the ride home after a game. Mm -hmm. Remember that. I lived it. Oh, yeah. My parents tore me apart. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that moment can also be traumatic for many players because that's the moment where they realize I don't want to play no more. They're tired of that. They hate those moments. And, and yeah, I understand tough love is one thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm big on, I'm big on tough love as well, but we're here to build, remember, Mm -hmm. build. And this is a sport. They're doing this because they love it. You know what I'm saying? So if that, the moment where, um, you know, it becomes more than half criticism. There's a big tilt there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you gotta find that the like you said it. The the sandwich effect is it's just like hey, you say something good, right? And then the critique comes mm-hmm. in, and then you support it again with something uh, positive, right? That keeps uh, a child optimistic, right? Because otherwise, there's kids out there that go home on that right, and all they're hearing is what they did wrong. Mm-hmm. But they, guess what? That parent was not in that game. That parent was not in that game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These are kids. Like, these are players. You're not in that game. You don't know what they were asked to do. You know what I mean? And and that's why, like, uh, it's very important for, for the longevity of their youth career that parents understand that, you know, encouragement, you know, it, it has to have a lot of weight in, 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 in your conversations. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I think there's a fine line that, that, that has to be drawn right between being, being honest with them. I, I think that this conversation has to be had when you're honest with them and, and you're able to, to, to give some criticism, but still allow them to have fun. Right. Yeah, Cause yeah. a lot of times parents, they overpressure the kid mm-hmm. and they have these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations of the player yeah and it doesn't become fun for the player anymore it's a chore they don't want to show up to practices and and the parents and it's hard for the parents it's hard finding that line and deciding how much do i push Mm -hmm. because the player might not not know what it takes to be the next messi or ronaldo but the parent might have somewhat of an understanding Mm -hmm. uh it's it's their responsibility since they know the the player more than anybody more than the coach it's it's your responsibility as a parent basically to figure out where that line is. Yes. Do I, do I push enough mm-hmm. to to get you to realize your full potential, mm-hmm. or do I push too much and I pushed you over the edge yeah. and now you're quitting yeah. soccer after? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fine line. And and that's uh, everybody's journey, and that is different, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I think the more a parent is educated, mm-hmm. uh, remember today's conversation is on the on the parent side, right? The more parents educated on, on how to also be part of this journey, the the better they'll be able to manage their child through this through this journey. But I do want to add, look, when when talking to players, um, and and I talked to this, this is a, one of the things I, I I mentioned in the beginning of the season. It's something I constantly promote with my teams, um, and, and I learned this through through some mentors of mine. Is that you have control over two things. And that is your focus and your hard work. Oh, absolutely. And if there's anybody, anything, I'm sorry, if there's anything that uh, if you're going to hold your kid accountable for is their focus and their hard work. Or their effort. And their effort, mm-hmm. yeah. And their hard work, yeah. That's, that's uh, exactly. And so all the other stuff, 
whether they missed a shot or maybe or, or they didn't take the shot or or maybe they were a defender and they overcommitted or whatever it may be but if the effort right the the, the hard work was there and their focus was there there's no need to slam them man you know what i mean if anything if you are going to talk to them about maybe some some constructive criticism it's pointers mm-hmm. there's a difference between giving a pointer and and are criticizing them and and hammering them for a mistake right and, and going back to that i had a conversation with my friend andre uh he was on the podcast if you listen to yeah. if you listen to the last episode uh we, we talked about this and that's the one thing that you can hold somebody completely responsible is for their effort mm-hmm. um and, and again as a parent you, you're gonna you're gonna know your child right yeah. and you're gonna know did they try their best and, and again finding that that line for and, and i and i stress it and I stress it a lot because it's a very, very fine line where you're pushing enough, but you just don't want to overdo it. And you just, you have to really, really just find what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're telling you this cause we, we've seen it all the time. Eric and yes. I have seen, you know, the parents that are just, just laying into their kids after, mm-hmm. after games and the kid just doesn't want to play. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden one little failure, you know, when, one little mistake, right. They missed a shot. Instead of saying, "Hey, you could have went for precision over power," mm-hmm. you know, you were you were close to goal. You should have been aiming for accuracy and not not trying to just blast it, right? You try to blast it, you hit it over, and, and that's it. And what happens is the player dwells on that mistake. Yes. And then all of a sudden, now they're second guessing the next shot in the next game. Yeah. And it's a domino effect that again <laughs> is detrimental to the development because now all of a sudden they're having confidence issues. Yeah, uh, I, I talked with my friend Andre a lot about the the psychological part and the mental aspect of it. Uh, you, as a parent, we really recommend that you help nurture that and and support yes the player and not just destroy them. Oh, dude, absolutely, man! Like uh, again, think about it, you guys. This game belongs to the kids. The game belongs to the kids. Like, how much of that are you making it about yourself? Mm-hmm. So as a parent, when you look at yourself as a manager almost, a manager of their youth career, then your approach is more strategic rather than impulsive. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And when you look at it strategically, then you're more mindful of the way you're going to approach a situation. Not that we're saying that you shouldn't, that that, uh, you have to be soft and kind. And it's, it's not, it's nothing like that. No, you have to be honest. You have to be honest. And and, but accountability, account, holding them accountable starts with what they have control over. And that is their focus and, and, their, and, their, and their effort. Okay, guys? Mm-hmm. So, so um, if there was an error, again, uh, if there was a way they could have maybe done it differently, then approach it as advice, not as a punishment. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know? Completely. And then on top of that, talking about, you know, being strategic versus impulsive and, and acting in, in more of a, a manager sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of role model are you? Excellent. Are you setting a good example? Because again, at the end of the day, it's not just your ability to perform on the field. There's a lot that yes. goes into making a player because we spoke about it. Players are people at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, are you setting a good example? Are you a role model? Man, I'm glad you brought that up, and 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 let's get straight to it, you guys. Um, again, number one, this game belongs to the players. Um, 
it's not about us. It's not about us coaches. Uh, about us coaches. It's not about uh, us uh, adults. Okay. And here's here's what's kind of interesting about that, Adam, is that, and this calls into a lot of different um, areas. Role model. A lot of times, even in the context of of uh, building team camaraderie, chemistry, team bonding, right? What are you doing to model the behavior that you want your daughter to have with their teammates? Okay. Um, also, are you respectful to the coach? You want your daughter to be respectful to their coach. I'm sure you want them to be respectful to their teacher. But on the sideline, are you disrespecting the coach? It's not just the coaches. I mean, we're, I mean, officials too. I mean, yep. I mean, we, we've had players before, obviously we, we worked at the same club and, and word gets around. Mm -hmm. I, I, I promise you that there's coaches that will not pick up a player because of behavioral issues Oh yes. or because of issues with, with yes. the parent. Yep. And, and again, what happens is you have those parents that I've seen parents show up drunk hmm. to games, yep. you know, fighting with refs, arguing with yep. parents. Yep. And what happens is, you're hurting your you're hurting your child you know oh, yeah. what you do on the sideline is going to inadvertently affect yes your child man again you know first of all what you just mentioned it's to get to that point is it's just sad man it's sad for those kids man like uh i mean the experience those kids must have right so as adults we need to hold ourselves accountable for mm -hmm. our behavior and here's the thing, if, if the coach has to remind you to not coach or to not direct or something and you get upset and you throw, you know, you throw something back and, or, or, or you make a comment, you are modeling that behavior in front of the kids. Mm -hmm. And our number one tool as adults is our behavior. Remember that, our number one tool. So... How many of us as adults are we really holding ourselves accountable for our own behavior that we want our kids to model? And people are like, oh, well, I'm on the sideline. Those are players. No, man. You want them to be a good teammate? Model what it's like to be a good parent, a good uh, sideline spectator. Model what it's like. Oh, you want them to be respectful to the coach? Then you be respectful to the coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's kind of interesting because, again, as adults, once you really look at things and you take yourself out of the picture, and this kind of be this is going to be really uncomfortable for a lot of people. And believe me, I've been there. Uh, I've had to check myself. I have plenty of times uh, as a coach, especially who's you know we were very passionate. Most coaches were very passionate, mm -hmm. and but as adults, to really look at the situation and 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 take yourself out of it. And see your behavior as if you were like looking down on yourself. You, you'd be embarrassed, man. Right. You know. And, and again, and there's 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 ripple effects, right, that come from your behavior as a, as a parent. Yeah. Right? Even the people that you bring with you on the sideline. So, for instance, yes. as an example, I don't know if you you heard of the the player on LA Galaxy. No. Just recently, he, uh, his wife made some comments on social media. Oh yes, yes. Some some racist comments yeah. uh, on social media and. Because of that, he, you know, guilty by association, yeah. he was let go by the LA Galaxy. 
Mm-hmm. You have players, even big name players like uh, who was that? Uh, Icardi, right, with his wife. Yeah. Uh, with his wife making you know a lot of statements. His wife acts as his manager, as his manager, yeah. and she's been labeled difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is when when they're shopping Icardi around, all of a sudden these these big time clubs don't want to deal with with that baggage. Yeah, I, I agree, and and even in the youth. Uh, context right you sports context it, it's sad that as an adult you are the reason why your daughter or son cannot make a team that's pretty sad and don't get me wrong look there's a difference between advocating right but then also being not that not being a a a a, uh, a supporter with positive attributes mm-hmm. there's two different things I, i'm not Parents just still advocate for the kids. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Don't get don't get that mixed up. But when we're going down this list, think about how many of those things really hit home. And and when 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 that happens, honestly, for me, when I look at a player, uh, I look at who I want. Who do I want to go on a journey with? And guess what? In youth sports, the parent is part of that journey. Absolutely. Especially because for me, to me, the parent is a big part of it. And I work with them. I, mm-hmm. For me, it's it's a big, you know, how can I say, a uh, big partnership. But but if well, that, the player spends the player spends most of the time with the parent, not yes. the coach. Let's be honest. The, yes. the the player spends all of you know maybe three hours a week with the coach, yeah. and in a short amount of time on the weekend. Yes. So it really is up to the parent to help instill these these values and yes. these attributes that yes. that a player should have. Exactly. Um, when I was playing with uh, with Sharks, we were playing in Coast League. Uh, we were ranked one in the nation. We had the best team. We had, I think, six or seven of us were on the Olympic Development Program. Uh, we were, I mean, star-studded team, okay, like U16. Yeah. And, and on this team, we spoke to a college coach that specifically told us that after games, he would look and see what players were – how players interacted with their parents, mm-hmm. what kind of parents were on the sideline? Were they exhibiting behaviors that were going to hurt the player or help them? For instance, mm-hmm. there was players that the parents were carrying their backpacks still at 16, <laughs> you know, and they looked at that and said, you know what? No, these, these parents are not helping their players be independent. They're not helping them be autonomous and, and make their own decisions and take responsibility for their own action. This yes. is a player that we want to avoid. This yeah. is an honest conversation that we had with a college uh, scout. It, it, people wow. are watching. People, yeah. people are watching. And again, I mean, this goes back to saying like, when you're going on a journey with those college coaches, they're trying to take on players they want to go on a journey with, and all these things are, you know, they're like coaches make these observations, and as a parent, again. Don't be the reason in a, in a, in a, why your daughter doesn't or your son gets picked up. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking about character here, mostly right. character. We're talking about like behavior. We're not talking about, it's not about you advocating. It's not that like, yeah, advocate for your kid uh, and build that relationship and that communication with the coach. But, but we're talking about just the attributes of what is a supporting uh, a soccer parent uh, that, that's going to help these kids succeed and what are the attributes that are detrimental mm-hmm. 
to this journey. So we we spoke about in our first podcast together, we spoke about creating a, a culture, right? And how it was the coach's responsibility first and foremost to create that culture. Yes. Right. Because the coach has the ability to, you know, to keep players, to pull, pull parents in, to, you know, to, he has, he has the keys to the, to the car. Yeah. Right. When it comes to it. Um, so as a parent, I think it would be wise to, to help create that culture. Absolutely. Right. And, and make it enjoyable for the player and, and say, you know what, I'm excited because my dad and my mom are going to, they're going to be the parent that brings oranges to the games and, and it's going to be a good time. Even whether you win or lose, yeah. they're going to help me out and they're going to make it fun for me to show up to play. Cause yes. I mean, at the end of the day development, we want our players to develop. Yes. And if they can have fun while developing, Oh man. Yeah. Then I mean, that's gold. Absolutely. I agree, man. And, and again, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Look, you talked about the culture and on the last, uh, episode that we had we talked about a toxic sideline mm -hmm. okay and we just gave a couple examples of what can be toxic if you think about it and so if we're looking at uh, uh as a parent or a parent is looking at themselves what are you bringing to that culture that's gonna be uplifting um doesn't mean you're going to be like, oh, you know, patty cake and make things all like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, fluffy. It's not that. We're not talking about that. Mm -hmm. But every coach, I mean, they're trying to create a culture of an environment, well, number one, of excellence in their own way. But as a child, again, they want to come to an environment where, they got to know that everybody has their back. Like, think about it, man. Like, I always tell my parents as well, if you see what somebody else other than your kid doing something positive, something good, mm -hmm. like, hey, give them some, give them a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. You support each other. Yeah, support each other, you know. But live the culture that you want your, your, your child to be part of. Live it. And here's the thing. They're like, oh, well, it's not. Our, you know, I, I, I'm just a parent. Nah, man. Our behavior is our number one model. Mm -hmm. Remember that. So this is where I feel as adults and as parents, you need to be more accountable in creating the culture that you want your 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 uh, your son or daughter to be part of. Absolutely. And, and going back to that, you know, so supporting supporting each other. Yes. Um, there's there's been times where I've seen, you know, players. And parents jealous of, of other players' success. Yeah. Um, but pick each other up. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's still, even if you have to look at it in the way, yeah, you might not be better than that player, but it's still going to bring exposure to you. Exactly. Right? So it's something to, to look forward to, you know. Yes. And knowing that you have that player on the field is going to push you to be a better player. So yeah. instead of trying to bring that player down and saying, ah, oh, well, you know what? Yeah, they made ODP, but, ah, oh, well, they're not, they're not that good. Yeah. You yeah. know, let's let, let's be honest and say, hey, you know what, they, they are good. And let's give the mindset to the player and say, you know what, hey, this player is really good. They made yes. ODP. Yes. But what can we do to try to match them or to, to, yeah. to do better? Not in a jealous way, uh -huh, but uh -huh. use it as a springboard, right, to make yourself better. To raise that bar. To raise the bar. Yeah, yeah. Right, versus bring each other down. Um, I, I love that you brought that up because, um, again, in the context of a team, right, there can only be 
uh, and the youngers most of the time nine v nine, uh, seven v seven for the little ones. Right. Uh, olders is eleven versus eleven, right? So only those players can start. Not everybody can start. I think it's important for that ed, those people that are usually starters mm-hmm. to give value in their teammates who are not the starters, right? And find ways to motivate them, even when they're on, if maybe they don't play the full game, but when they are in that game, mm-hmm. to, to give them a shout out, to give them some love, man, because it takes everybody to be successful because even those starters need to train against someone. Right. Right. And, and, and what happens sometimes is there's this, uh, a mentality of like, oh, well, uh, you know, I'm a starter and, you know, I got this mentality and, and I'm better. Like, no, man, like, yeah, be a badass player. We, we talked about this last episode, right? Where we're deciding, deciding in, in a situation where you might be the last one on, the, on that roster, right? You might be the last one. But if you're surrounded by players that are better than you, yeah, they're going to end up pushing you. Exactly. Right? So you surround yourself with, with players, right? Encourage the players on your team. Yeah. To, 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 you know, to be better, yeah. to make you better. Exactly. Um, so as a parent, you know, suggest that, that good trainer, you know, and I know, and I've seen, I've, I've talked to parents that are like, you know, Hey, I want them to get better, but I recommended so-and-so. Yeah. Because they didn't want them to get too good because if you get too good, then they, I, I promise you, wow. I, I promise you had that. They're like, <laughs> especially with me, they're like, Oh, you know what? I told them to, to go train with so-and-so. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, why don't you tell them to come train with me? Yeah. And they're like, well, if they get too good, they're going to take my kid's spot. Oh. And you're like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, I, I I get that too, right? Like, I mean, you, you're competing, right? It, there's a competition there. Uh, but I want to go back to the whole thing of the starters, not starters kind of, you know, environment thing. Look, for it, at practice is when you're, when you're going at it. Mm-hmm. And I try to create a culture where at my practices, you're coming, you're going to war, dude. And my thing is, yeah, guess what? If you're a player like that, maybe has been scouted by ODP or whatnot, or those kinds of things, you need your teammates mm-hmm. to raise their own bar so that they can continue to push you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But, but if you're over there making it about yourself, and you're not even spending time to making sure, like, hey, even if it's you're getting water, say what's up or say something, mm-hmm. you know. Keep, but if you're isolating yourself because you're the best, or you're maybe you're the top or whatever, guess what? You're not building that. You're not building your team. You're making it about you. But raise the bar, man. Raise. You're raising the bar, but at the same time, look, you need all the other players to train with, right? Because that's who you're gonna spend t- time with, two three times a week. And you need them to be at their best so they can raise your bar. Right. So, and, and again, as a parent on the sideline, pick those players up, right? Yes. Give them that confidence, talk exactly. to the parents and, and help develop that culture, right? On the Absolutely. sideline. And, and on top of that, going to the next point, um, you know, respecting your opponents and, and, and having an open and honest conversation with, with what they're doing well. Yes. Uh, instead of bringing them down. Right. So at the end of the day, just respecting the opponents. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a, a situation that, that I had. So uh, when I was growing up playing, there was this midfielder named uh, Pablito. Mm-hmm. And uh, before TFA, they were uh, Barcelona. 
um, I mean, amazing. Just as good as TFA is right now. Yeah. They were just as good when they were Barcelona. Uh, and they had this midfielder named Pablito. And he was, he was incredible. So instead of my parents, right, lifting me up and saying, oh, he's not as good as you. Instead of saying, oh, Pablito's not that good. Oh, you're better. What they did was they hyped him up. Oh, <laughs> you know, they, they, they hyped him up and said, Hey, look how good he is. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing that. And it gave me incentive to try to match it. And yeah, my uncle yeah. Rene Chavira also would speak very, very highly of him. Yeah. And what it would do is they, they set it up in, in, in a way where they didn't speak highly of him to put me down. They spoke highly of him in order for me to try to raise my level to try to do better. So you better believe that the next time we played them, I destroyed them in the midfield, <laughs> you know, and, and that was just looking and saying, well, they have so much praise for him and they're, they're, they're giving him praise for what he's doing. Well, I'm going to do it better. Mm-hmm. And I think for parents, it's so easy to sit there and, and, and you know, break people down or players down mm-hmm. and, and looking at the other team and say, ah, oh, that team's not good. They only play kickball mm-hmm. versus giving them credit, give them credit when it's due. Yep. Cause it's the only way we're going to develop. It's the only way we, we can be honest with ourselves figure out what we can do to be better than them. Exactly. So I guess my next point is respect the opponents. I agree. Uh, look, man, like you need the opponents. It's a, there's, there's no, there's no competition without mm-hmm. the other, you know, uh, opponents are an opportunity to improve every opponent, whether, you know, even if it's a, a lower, lower level opponent that you're, you know, there's a mismatch like confidence booster yeah <laughs> but you, you approach it with the mentality of trying to improve and and and, and grow mm-hmm. not to kick down not to you know self-soothe your ego mm-hmm. or whatever um i i do think it's uh it's very important that those that as adults we like that's why i used the word earlier as managers mm-hmm. man. I, I like i really like you know? that you said that yeah, man. Uh, use things as a lesson. Use everything as a lesson, right? Um, and and for the sake of trying to raise the level, you know, even of your own child, right? But you're not there just trying to kick someone down. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to kick someone down. It's easy to just find what's wrong. It, that's not that's not the trick to it. I mean, everybody's a critic on on the professional level, right? Everybody, even people that never played the sport. Mm. <laughs> but my thing is what are you adding that is going to become a lesson and it's going to raise the bar mm-hmm. of, of your of your child right and and, and I actually want to go back real quick to the you know um the the role model part real quick or respecting officials is just not not that one excuse me the role model is as parents even if you're if your if your child is a star I don't, excuse me, I don't want to say that word. I take that back. Even <laughs> if your child is uh, is one of the most, uh, you know, uh, better, you know, one of the better players on the team, you know, if you yourself also see the other players doing, having some success, even the players that maybe may, may be coming off to sub in, by you giving those people, those kids also uh, acknowledgement or maybe praising something that they did good, it keeps your child also rooted. Right. Yeah. Which, which that's what I was going to jump into yeah. too. I, I think um, 
and and that's an, I think that's another point is keeping your child grounded. Yes. Right. Yes. It, it, it's keeping keeping your child grounded, mm-hmm. and, and and keeping them working, keeping them pushing. Right. And, and it's going back to finding that line. Yes. Um. But I think it's just really easy for for parents to lie to kids and just say, hey, you know, you're 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 the best. Yeah. Hey, you're you're this and this and this, and they get a big head. And coaches make the mistake as well, right? When they start talking about their superstar players, um, as a parent, yeah. keep your keep your child grounded, keep yeah, them humble. Exactly, because exactly. look, at the end of the day, uh, in the youth uh, context of things, youth sports, you gotta praise effort over talent, mm-hmm. right? And also the the attributes of being humble because. Mm. When you're constantly praising, especially a young child, that they got to where they're at because they're just good or they're talented or they're a superstar or or you're my estrellita or whatever, you're telling that kid they got there just because they can, not because not through hard work. Or, or, or for whatever reason, the stars aligned and, and they were yeah. successful because you, we've seen that exactly. players that were, you know, quote unquote superstars at U8 yeah. are no longer even in that yeah, view anymore exactly. at, you know, U12 exactly, and, and they fall off. So and we, we were speaking, you know, before the podcast about how we see players with all of a sudden that, are, that they might hit puberty, yeah. you know, earlier than others. And they have a, a, a physical advantage over others. Yeah. And they're, they're put on a pedestal because of that. Yeah. Well, guess what happens when everybody else start catching up? Yeah. Well, they've relied on their physicality their whole time and not yep, yep. things that are going to help them develop. And all of a sudden, Mm-hmm. you know they're in trouble yes so praising I, yeah praising you know your child and making sure that you're praising it for actual effort right and and, and praising the child for for things that are going to help them develop versus just you know just stuff that just happens to go their yeah, way you know exactly because you who you grew up and you're bigger than the other guys when you're yeah eight. and you were killing it when you're eight years old right mm-hmm. but then you hit till you're you 16 it's a whole different story. And and I do want to add to that is it's humility mm-hmm. that will, if every player, if you ever look at Goat Mountain, everybody, all the greats, they had that humility. It's where they got to where they're at. Not mm-hmm. because they're just like, oh, I'm good. And they had that attitude. It's like, no. When you install that humility young, it will take them farther in, in their career. Mm-hmm. And not just sports and everything. You know what I mean? Not just because they're 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 uh, blessed with talent, you know. I, I think finding a good balance it, it, it's it's good, right? Where you have like a Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Yeah. Where he has so much confidence in his ability, yeah. But he's he he hasn't grown up, right? Or he he hasn't hit the point where he's completely blinded by the fact that his effort and his work ethic got him to the point where he is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's constantly putting in hours, the you machine, know, he's constantly yeah. putting in, you know, e- extra training yeah. and he's constantly working, but he didn't grow up thinking that's it. I'm, I'm the best. He, exactly. he feels like he's the best because he's working hard actively to be the best. Absolutely. And, and, and let's look at the contrast. What's the other one? Leo Messi, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone says, Oh, well, Messi's just talented. He's got to give him talent yeah i mean the guy's got something special you know in mm-hmm. terms of you know natural ability but you think he just got there by showing up to practice once a week no man they both in their own right through humility which is 
what got them to mm-hmm. work hard every single day. Not only just working hard, man, in practice, but what they eat, what they do every single day, their lifestyle. They alter their lifestyle, all those other things to be where they're at. It wasn't just, oh, I'm here because I'm I'm right. I'm good. No, man. It was the mentality of the humbleness to be able to continue. Look at that, like how much the career is. Well, and in, in Messi's case, right, the parents made that sacrifice. Yeah. So and that's a that's a conversation that has to be had between the parent, the and, and the child, right, and the player that has to be had in, in deciding, hey, do I just want to be an AYSO player and play for the Purple Pandas <laughs> and have fun on Saturday? And there's yeah, nothing wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Or do I really want to be pro and do I want to put in the effort? Yeah. Um, and then as a parent, you know, if that player has that honest conversation with you and they sit down and say, hey, mom, hey, dad, I want to be the next Messi. You know, being able to support them and make those sacrifices to help them achieve that goal yes. is extremely important. Um, and we're not telling you to to just go ahead and, you know, just just blindly believe what the player has to say. You really yeah. have to go in and see if their their effort and their actions match what they're telling you. Exactly. I, I do agree. And that's actually very important because, you know, uh, there's a lot of kids that say they want, let's even on the, on the girl side, mm-hmm. they want to play college, right? They Oh, I want to play college. Yeah. But they want to just do the bare minimum. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, it, I always say that as parents, I think it's important to, to bring this, this talk up because if you're going to support them all the way, you want them to be truthful. You want them to be honest. And that means is like, if your son or daughter is, it just wants to do the bare minimum and that is just go to practice and play in the weekend. Then in reality, they don't want to make it to the top. That's they don't want really, mm-hmm. they don't want it that bad. And it's okay if, and if parents, if your kid tells you, I'm okay, like, I, you know what, mom or dad, like, um, I'm okay with just playing. I don't know if I really want to play college. It's all right to be honest with that as well. Like, like, let them be sincere because a lot of times some kids, maybe they just, they love the game, but they don't want it to that extent. Well, and that was, that was the next point that we we're going to transition to is, is listening to your, your player, your child. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen to them, you know, see what they have to say. Keep checking in on them. Yeah. You know, don't just assume that everything's good. Exactly. Um, there's, especially for the teenage years, you know, there's a lot going on uh, on on top of just what's going on on the field. Yes. You know, whether, you know, you have parents going through divorce. Yeah. Uh, you have, you know, situations where with loved ones that have passed away, you have, you know, issues with them having fights with their friends at school. Yeah. Um, you know, relationships, check, right. Anything, uh, you know, check in on them, you yeah. know, listen to them, see what they have to say on top of what's just going on. Exactly. On the field. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, man, because if you think about it, the teenage years are the most delicate in the sense of is it can make or break it make, or excuse me, it can be a deciding factor. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is, if in the teenage years, you're on the ride home, criticizing them and slamming them mm. on top of everything that they have to already go through and ha- have to handle, school, uh, social factors, mm. all these things, and you're on the, on the ride home, you're slamming them, dang, man, honestly, their, their, their career might be like turned mm-hmm. off. 
You know, there, 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 there might be like, man, I don't want this anymore. Right. So that's why I keep saying like, and you brought this up earlier continuously is that as, as adults, you guys are also like managers mm -hmm. of this, of this journey of, of youth sports. Man. And, and, you know, saying that you be being young, right. They're going to be, they're going to make mistakes. Exactly. You know, so be patient with them, mm -hmm. be patient with them guide them you know you guide. you've lived longer than them you've yes. had experience that they haven't had yes you guide them and help them understand that there's going to be mistakes mm -hmm. but and we spoke about this that through those mistakes is where the learning really really happens absolutely yes and that's why there's got to be that cushion for error right but you turn that into a lesson right turn it into a lesson you know um, you know what, and, and it's kind of interesting because by you talking about and mentioning as parents, uh, and, and the teenagers going through these, you know, these issues, you say guiding, which is mm -hmm. true. Like, like we got to guide them as adults. We got to guide the youth, but guess what? That means that as adults, we have to be better at that. Cause it's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to guide. We, and so, therefore, be open to learning. Be open to learning how to be a, 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 a better at, at guiding someone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, in, in that sense, as adults, let's humble ourselves so that we can improve on how we can be better in guiding our youth. Right. So, being open-minded, right? Yes. With, with ourselves. And we spoke about this, again, in the, the first episode, where... You know, as a coach, we have to keep, if we want our players to keep learning, then we should hold ourselves to the same yes, standard. We should absolutely. keep learning too. So again, as a parent, you know, yeah. if, if you want your player, you know, your child to to be patient, then we have to yes. practice that patient, yes. that patience. Um, we have to practice these these qualities that we want with, within our child. So I think one of the, the big things with, with being patient is help them understand their motivation. Yes. You know, we, we spoke about, you know, if a player wants to be a professional, then we have to have that conversation about what it takes. Yes. Does a player want to just have fun? Then sure, we can, you know, do AYSO, play recreation. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, guiding them and, and, and not just saying, I'm just going to just drop you off at the field mm -hmm. and my job's done. You know, exactly. I'm going to sign the check. Yeah. For registration and my job's done. No, you, uh, you're you're guiding them. Help them understand their motivation. Help them understand what it takes to to be part of something. Right. To be part of that or to, to reach those goals. Exactly. Um, and, and reach out to other people. Right. So as a yeah. parent, it's your responsibility. If you don't know any better, then reach out. Yes. You know, I've had the parents that that think they're helping and they haven't reached out enough. So for instance, yes. I had uh, I've had a people all over the place players that have trained with me that feel that they need to work on their speed. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? Instead of asking, for, you know, for my advice or asking for advice from a coach, they go ahead and they put them in track courses. Yeah. Right. And, and it's a different, it's a different oh, mechanic, yes. you know, Way they're, they're teaching them to, to, to do a different mechanic that they'll yes. never use in a soccer field, mm -hmm. you know, a soccer mm -hmm. field. Uh, if you don't believe me, um, look up uh, Ronaldo sports science. I think it's called Ronaldo push to the limit. It's on YouTube. Yes, yeah. Uh, look it up and Excellent you'll see that example. there's a diff there's different mechanics. So the parents don't know better. Yeah. So what they do is they find, you know, a track coach 
or even worse, I've seen you know some of my players with with football oh, yes. coaches, and it <laughs> drives me nuts that they yeah. think they're helping, yeah, and they're hurting the player, yeah. So you know, educate yourself, yes, and reach out for help if yes. you don't know any any better. And just to add to that, again, when uh, all of us when we're learning, we typically don't know better, right? So it's not. It's not a shot at anybody. It just means that's just normal when you're not experienced in a certain field. Mm-hmm. So w- if you're trying to improve in a certain field, why not ask someone that's experienced mm-hmm. in that field? Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, rather than going outside that field and asking for advice. So, that you know, example of the, uh, the, the track or the football or whatnot is like before going – to an outside source mm-hmm. or an outside reference of the game, ask someone. Oh, I mean, let's put it this way: Can you imagine a football, a football player, or a track player, uh, their kid, you know, their parents asking a soccer player about some, a, a soccer, tennis a, coach, yeah. anything, right? Yeah, Just, like you wouldn't yeah. do that, right? So, so it's okay to. This is where humility and and it's a really important to know that hey, let's keep learning, guys. Let's keep learning. And, and, and we continuously, continuously are learning, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there's, there's people out here that they're willing to, to give their, you know, their, their, their wisdom. Right. Uh, but as parents, it's, it's okay to, you know, you know what, go ask as many questions to as many coaches as possible, man. Like, right. And, and get overloaded with information, get overloaded and, and, and don't, it's okay because at the end of the day, the one who's going to benefit is your kid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think the the last point to, to wrap it up and in in all these all these points that we've been talking about have culminated into, into one thing, uh, and it's putting development over results. Yes. Um, the best thing that you can do as a parent, I in in my opinion, is focus on the development of the player. Yeah. Yeah. Don't focus on the results. If you're yes. a if you're a parent and you're trying to live vicariously through your player because you you're your child right and you all want them to get the trophy you want them to get the win yeah and that's all you care about then you're doing them a disservice yes absolutely. your main goal in my opinion yeah. you know is you want them to improve you want them to get better whether it's on the field off the field yeah focus on the development versus the results i love that you brought that up man because look everyone that's listening uh, again, this is not about us. It's not about us coaches. It's not about us parents. It's not about adults. It's about the players. And this is what they live. This is what they, they love, right? When you make it about results, not to be confused that you're not there for competition. We talked about that before. But when you're in it for results, you are cutting out their experience away from them because you can lose a game and maybe your player had a phenomenal game in their mm-hmm. role. So when you measure development, even in the context of fun, it's so much fun and enjoyable as a parent, as a spectator, than trying to measure your, your, your con- like being content based on a result for that weekend. That's why I really love uh, style. I love uh, I'm a big preacher on, on like h- how you play is more important than, than the result, especially in your youth. Because if my players play a beautiful game, right, 
Um, and maybe we lost, but we played a beautiful game. Maybe they scored on a corner kick or something, and we just we kept hitting the crossbar. I'm going to go to bed that night and sleep happy mm-hmm. because my players had a phenomenal game. Whereas if we had a game that we played terrible and, and we pulled it off of a little, you know, in the box churrito kind of tapping or whatever, I'm not going at home being like, dang, I, I, we got a lot to work on. I, 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 I agree with you completely. One of my favorite games coaching um, was against uh, Albion. Uh, it was, I th- I'm pretty sure it was uh, NHB Cup. We were playing in the finals. Uh, it was a team that I had a lot of success with. We, It, it was an amazing game. It was against uh, Noah Gent. He's the... Yeah. He's the, the, director, uh, the, right? the 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 president director. He's the the, the big guy over there, mm-hmm. um, and, and he was coaching. And it was the most amazing game. I mean, there, w- there was tactical changes. There was goals on both sides. Uh, it, it was amazing, and and we lost that game, and and it was great. And it was great. It was it was literally for me like a chess game. And my players responded how, how they were supposed to, yeah. and, and we lost. It was an HB final. We lost, uh, and it was to this day, my favorite game, because what I spoke to my players about, I, we didn't speak about the results. We know mm-hmm. it wasn't a conversation about, Hey, we lost, they won. Yeah. You know, they're better than you. No. The conversation was, did you see what they did? Mm-hmm. How do we react? Yeah. When we went up, how did they react? When we went down, how do we react? When they switched to this formation, what did we do? The amount of learning that went on from that loss mm-hmm. completely outweighed the fact that we didn't go home with the, yeah, you know, the the medal that said first place. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> and and I can I, I promise you, growing up as as a kid, we won we won everything. We won everything. We won first place NHBs and you know Pegasus tournament. I mean, you name a tournament and 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 we won it growing up. And ask me where the medals are at. I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. I have no idea. <laughs> exactly. Um, but what what I developed in those games in those finals. It's it's more important than than the wins. What's more important is the lesson, right? The right? lessons, and you can learn a lot more from a loss. Some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not that you can't learn from a win, but what I'm saying is, there's. Uh, I think Pep Guardiola said this, and is um, a win is good for a good night's rest, but defeat keeps you alert. I like that. You know what I'm saying. Also I think it's Pep. I think it's Pep, you guys. But anyways. Well, either way, I, <laughs> it's, a good, it's good. It's good either way. You know, and, and and so with the players, again, you guys, this is their journey. From the moment they, they step onto the field, they're little kids, up until they're 18. Week in, week out, it's about how they play. Always measure it. Always measure their performance based on how they played. You know, um, don't overdo the the, the result Don't, you know yeah sometimes that losing is, is a bummer but always put emphasis on how they played and that will give them more joy in the long run right than hearing you criticize them because they lost right just saying. absolutely so I, I again at the end of the day this this whole conversation about you know how to be a good soccer parent versus a bad soccer parent. Yes. It, it's, it's helping the child develop. Absolutely. And in, in, in all these key points, right. Supporting the coach, um, you know, letting the, the child make their own decision, encouraging them, you know, 
being a good role model, respecting officials and opponent, all these things that we, that we spoke about at the end of the day, it's going to be things that encourage development. Yes. Um, so I guess summing, summing everything up, the, the, the best thing that you can do for your, for your child is to focus on the development yeah. versus the results. Um, because with development will come the results. Yes. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, like it will make their career longer and more enjoyable to the point where they're more motivated mm -hmm. and driven to continue and hopefully make it to college and or whatnot, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and also to take away from this is again, parents look at yourselves as well as managers of this mm -hmm. youth, uh, journey in soccer, man, because what you guys do, and if you're willing to improve yourselves, and, and of course, you know, the coaching part is also another conversation, yeah. but as parents, if you're willing to improve yourselves for the better of your child, guess what? They're going to benefit the most, you know? I, I really like how you said it. Imagine yourself as a manager. Take the emotion out of it. Yes. yes. You know, take the emotion out of it. Take the bias out of it. And, and really just focus on that development. Yes, yes. And in the process as well, you're going to be modeling more positive behavior because I, I want to mention this again. Our number one tool is our behavior. You know what I mean? When kids are learning. It starts with us because they, they're looking at you no matter what, even, even if they're not purposely trying to observe you. Mm -hmm. But what we do like they pick up man so by you improving on yourself they're gonna see that and that's gonna also improve them right you know i agree and, and on top of that you're gonna end up happier yes a lot happier. It, it's it, i mean you're you're there too and the kids there the ki <laughs> yes yes you guys i just want to say this you're there week in week out this is when you're in, in club soccer especially in the, the higher levels this is your life man so why do you want to go to it? Why do you why wouldn't you want to be there and enjoy it more? You know what I'm saying? Like like so by by changing the way you think about certain things, will help you enjoy it more. You know what I mean? Like it will help you be on that sideline and and enjoy the process, enjoy being. Because yeah, you're doing it too. You're you're taking them to practices. You're yeah. talking to the coach. You have to be at the tournaments. You know you're staying at the hotels. Oh you're do. <laughs> you should enjoy it as well. Yes. You know, so, yeah. so take responsibility yeah. and, you know, cultivate this, this culture that, you know, that you want to be a part of, you know, yes. take pride in, in the team that, that you're helping exactly. be a part of. Um, exactly. and, and, and again, I do want to say again, parents, everybody's got to live the culture that you want your, your son or daughter to be part of. It doesn't just start. It's not just in the weekend. Mm -hmm. They live it. And when you do that, you'll see that you'll be in an environment where kids want to be there. People want to be there. And you're in the weekend and man, like you're just enjoying being out there on a beautiful Saturday, just freaking playing the most beautiful game in the world and watching your kid ball up. Mm -hmm. man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's it. I'm sure there's going to be stuff that we missed, but again, I think this is a very good general guide. With, yes. with stuff that that you could do uh we'll, we'll keep adding more as, as we go yes uh obviously there i mean there's so much stuff that we can talk about regarding culture and, and all of this course, stuff of course. but i think this is a very good little how-to guide 
yeah and, yeah. and, and being a good soccer parent yeah exactly and and at the end of the day it's about the kids it's about the players um if as coaches we need to be at our best for our players then i also as parents we as parents there's also has to be an accountability mm-hmm. and and making sure that you also bring something to the table yeah absolutely you know? well that's that's about it for today you've been listening to the soccer survival guide we are glad that you stuck around for this long. And again, on to the next one. Yes. Good times. Good times.